It's a frustrating but relatable feeling. To go into something with peak preparation, possessing all the confidence that you can pull it off just days or even mere moments before something unexpected happens and all your best laid plans go to waste. It's what makes sports so exciting, but what can also make it so heartbreaking. That is a story that Jack Sheffer is all too familiar with when it comes to the U-Sport Indoor Track and Field Championships. An unfortunate lap counting incident and illness have kept him from being his best, despite phenomenal seasons leading up to the event, pointing to almost guaranteed medals. This year was different though. After a season that saw him beat big names and run a 756-3000 meter, the fifth-year Western Mustang knew this was it and delivered in a big way. This week, we chat with Jack about his season, the ghost of seasons past, and what to expect from him going forward. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. All right, so I think, you know, I think the big story here is uh, it's finally getting that, that monkey off your back. I mean, those those titles, man, they were a long, long time coming. When did, when did it hit you that, you know, you had finally done it? Uh, like that final, the final home straight 50 meters ago. Uh, I've watched the video a couple times because eSports posted, like, I think, footage of the, of the feed. And so I think like halfway, maybe like a three quarters to go down the home stretch, I turn around and kind of, you know, I had it locked up and I kind of do like some weird hand thing. And there's obviously some clear signs of relief when I, when I, when I figured it out that I was going to be able to finally, finally get the job done at, at the big one. You know, I'm I'm sure most of the people who are listening to this are, you know, familiar with, with what has happened in the past. Um, you know, whether, whether it be illness, uh, going in or, you know, um, that, that one that I'm sure you're still hearing about, uh, the, the 2,800 meter race, ah, man, I like, I, I just like, does that weigh on your mind when you step to the line in a race, like what you race at at U sports this year? Yeah, definitely. It's hard not to think about kind of that stuff happening. Um, uh, like I, people had asked me and I, I'm not afraid to admit it now, but at the time before I try to like, you know, play cool and tell people, you know, I'm not too worried about that. What's in the past is in the past. It doesn't really, it can't get you anymore. It can't affect you, but definitely. Yeah. I was weighing on my mind a lot of, a lot of the time uh, while training and, you know, people trying to get me to go hang out or, or do stuff. And I would be like, uh, I can't tonight, I don't think, or I got to take it easy tonight just because I, I just wanted to know that I did everything um, in my power this year going into it. So, uh, and then just try to give myself the best best chance on the day. Um, I talked to my mom, I think a day or two before the race and just like, oh, like what happens if like something bad can't happen again this year kind of thing. And she was super comforting and just being like, well, you know, you know, the bell's going to get rung like when it's, Right. So you don't have to worry about the laps. Like, you know, that's going to handle, uh, be handled correctly. And, you know, as long as you're not sick and you just look after yourself, you're, you're going to set yourself up for, for your best day. And that's, that's, I think any runner, that's what, what they can ask for. That's all you can kind of ask for. 
you know, you, the, there's that big mental aspect of it. But you know, what what were some of the other things that that you carried forward from that? You know, like are you are you a lot more of a germaphobe now? I guess, or like do you do you keep track of the the small little details a little more because because of those setbacks? I mean, like what kind of fa- of of effects did they have? You know, in in that kind of realm of things. Yeah. So I bring uh, a lot of the the stuff about. Um, staying healthy is it's really my mom I have my mom to thank uh, at the time it seems a bit a bit much and I think I give her a hard time for it but I'm obviously super thankful she's uh you know always on me about I like bite my nails so she's always giving me grief about biting my nails trying to keep my hands out of my mouth when I go to meet she uh, sends like Lysol like disinfectant wipes hand, hand sanitizer in my bag always always reminding me to uh, wash my hands, little things like that. Um, we did it. We went to a meet in Chicago this year, and there's a few guys on the team who were pretty sick, and I had one of those kind of ridiculous, like, masks that I wore on the bus. So just, like, little things like that. It seems like a bit much, but – and at the time, I, you know, I'm like, uh, it's a lot. But, you know, it, it paid dividends in the end, and I was, you know, pretty healthy. I can't really complain about getting any sickness or anything like that this year, so – um, it's one of those things where I think if someone tells you you can do X, Y, and Z and you won't get sick, I think you're you're willing to do it, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Man, this year has been been pretty crazy for you. You ran that uh, that seven fifty six uh, three thousand earlier this year. That that's got to be huge for the confidence. But uh, I mean, like when when did you know that that you could like hit those times? Was there like a specific workout or, you know, was it just a, a culmination of, of good training this year? I mean, like w- what did it for you? So I think, well, obviously having a better cross country buildup, um, gave me confidence knowing that I could, you know, improve on what I did last year. I think I was in the seventies at CIs and then obviously being, uh, eighth this year, I, I knew that I was obviously fitter going into the track season than I was the previous year. Um, the one workout though, for me, that kind of gave me, uh, confidence that I was going to be able to, you know, break eight or be right around there anyways, was, uh, two years ago, we did, I did a, a 1600 workout. So three by 1600 or yeah, I think it was three by 1600. And the goal was to run about 440. So, you know, 70 second laps. And I remember running the first one and I, this was just kind of like on my own. And I remember doing the, and it was, was a 600 jog. Um, and I remember running the first one in like 442 and then coming back and running like 455, maybe like just over five minutes and then rallying on the third one and being, you know, 440 or 441 or around there. And then this year I had the same workout and this year on the schedule, it, it was four to five, not three. Hmm. And I remember looking at it and being, oh man, like I couldn't even hit that workout for three. How am I going to do it for five? This year I had uh, Isaiah and Ben do it. So I think they did the middle three with me, but I got through that one and, you know, it wasn't like a, a workout where you're going to look at it. I don't think you're, you know, you see four forties or maybe one or two that are slightly under four forty, and, you know, lots of guys in, in the CIS can, you know, run under four forty for, for mile repeats. But just knowing that I, I had struggled, I struggled hitting that workout last year. And then I was able to do a couple more reps at that pace this year. I think that was the the big one for me. That was the one where I look back and it was like very noticeable um, improvement. 
Yeah, you know, I th- I think that's uh, that's worth mentioning because uh, I I know on on runs before that that you've mentioned that that you're not really a workout hero. So, I mean that 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 always seems uh you know kind of kind of a funny concept to me that perhaps you know maybe your workouts aren't showing you know like some of the race uh, some of the race paces that that you go on to hit. Tell me what your relationship is you know between your workouts and your races you know like uh, obviously improvement in, in workouts will, will lead to better races but like where, where are you finding the finding the confidence in, in these things because I mean that's as a runner that's usually where I get it from is you know hitting paces and workouts oh yeah definitely I think that's that's like our that's our practice right where you know you don't go into a race with a goal based off you know some random variables like the the practices in your workouts and your your mileage as a whole and your training as a whole that's kind of where you're getting your goals from right so obviously if you're running your workouts better than you were the year before then you would assume you'd be in better shape obviously there's things like you know you could be feeling tired or you you know for students especially maybe you had a a paper that you stayed up late writing or an exam or you just had a, a lot of class that day so things like that obviously affect it um, so obviously being in my fifth year, maybe having a little bit of a lighter course load kind of would help that day to day, uh, grind, but yeah, for, for workouts, it's, it's big. I think that's where you, I get a lot of my, uh, you know, men, that's where a lot of my mental toughness personally comes from. If, if I'm working out well and I'm running, you know, quicker in workouts that I've, I've done in the past, obviously that's a really quantitative thing that you, you know, you, it, you don't really need someone to be like, Oh, what you did today was better than what you did last year you know it's pretty black and white if you do a 600 meter workout and you average 32 second pace for um the 200s and then you compare that to the year before and you were 32 and a half or whatever obviously that 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 more recent one is a little bit better so uh i've done a pretty good job of you know keeping track of workouts and that's more for me to go back and look at just before the race it gives you a little bit of confidence to go like look what i've done but it's also nice to go back when you go and you see a workout you've done in the past and you know, not that it's, it's the be all end all that you run a little bit faster. Cause obviously at this point I'm, you're, you're looking for a half second here or there in a race, but yeah, you know, running a, a quicker workout than the year before that obviously gives, I think any athlete, a lot of confidence. Man, that seven, uh, that seven fifty six race that that you ran, you beat a lot. You beat a real uh, star studded field. That you know, there was a lot of well known people uh, behind you. You know, are you still a guy who you know looks across the line and and gets worried? You know, seeing someone or, or is affected by by the competition at all? It's funny. It's funny you say that. So just yesterday, I worked out uh, with Corey, and I had to kind of remind myself. So I drove to Windsor to work out with Corey, and um, obviously some big news uh, out of Corey's camp, but I'll just, I'll let that kind of come out when, when it is. But regardless, I was in Windsor with Corey and I kind of had to pinch myself and remind myself like, Hey, like this is a guy that, you know, you're here to, you know, help him out and he's here to help you. You can't get too um, starstruck. Right. So I think on the race, you got to go in and uh, this is kind of what's always been uh, preached to me ever since I started running, even when I, I wasn't running quick times or, um, you know, racing guys who were, you know, well-known in the running community. Um, you know, if you, you got to try to put your nose in it and try to win the race. And if no matter kind of how it goes, if you're able to win races, you're probably going to run half decent times. So 
I think standing on the line and knowing that I had run 8.02 two weeks before, uh, and I knew I, I had it in me to run a little bit faster. I think, you know, under eight minutes is, you know, a, a benchmark time, I think, in, in for indoor 3,000. So knowing I was in that kind of shape, I was, I was confident and, and comfortable with, you know, who was in there. Did I expect to come second in my heat or beat some of the guys I did? No, but I, I wasn't afraid to, you know, go against them. And I, I wasn't, you know, going to let them run away from me just because of what they've done in the past or, or their name on their bib or, or anything like that. You know, that, uh, that 7.56 is so huge. And I, th- I think people want to know, I mean, like, where do you go with that, that momentum? I mean, we're, we're heading into the, into the spring season. Do you have, I mean, obviously you probably have, have things penciled in already as, as to what, what you want to do this spring, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, Guy Schultz, my coach has been great as long with, uh, as well as my other coach, uh, Dave Mills, they've been, you know, doing the, the dirty work, the grunt work right now. They've been contacting meet directors and, uh, trying to get me into meets and, so I don't really have a firm firm schedule. I'm not like withholding anything like that. Hopefully, the goal is uh, in a perfect world. I, I'd I'd get into Peyton Jordan and run the 5,000 there, which is May 2nd, and maybe run Oxy May 11th. Now, as far as I know, I'm actually I, I have been accepted into the Oxy meet May 11th, and there's also a Portland meet May 3rd that I, I've gone into. But uh, it's a tough it's 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 tough to pick meets right now. Just there's a couple of big meets in the U.S. Uh, April 18th, and I just happen to have an exam there on that day, so it's it's tough. But yeah, go out, go out west and and race and try to find some some quick times, which I think you know many Canadian guys are going to be doing. And the big focus uh, at this point right now is try to get into good form and see if I can go under the 14 minutes uh, for 5K, which is the FISU standard. You know, it was, it was about a year ago that uh, that we chatted, I believe. Uh, it was either you or Jeff Tweedle that that we we chatted with, and um, you know, you guys were were up at altitude, uh, you know, trying some stuff out there. Um, I guess it was a little less than a year ago, but but around around this time, um, you know, you mentioned you, you were training with Corey. I know you, you know, you go to. Uh, to, to train with a bunch of guys at every Sunday, uh, you know, get a, get a good long run in there. They, your, your training seems very collaborative. I mean, even you mentioned, you know, a couple different coaches there, you know, Dave and Dave and Guy. What, I mean, running is often seen as, as this kind of solo sport, but l- like I said, you seem to have a real collaborative, uh, you know, effort to it. You know, is that something that, that you consciously think about or is it just something that, that happens for you? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it's funny when you you put it like that. I would have thought I was um, someone who you know does a lot of stuff on their own. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I it's more fun working with someone. It's nice to have to have guys to to work with. Um, just because you, you're working with someone towards you know similar goals doesn't mean like and and guys that you're going to be competing with. Like uh, I run with Isaiah Freelink a lot, obviously, and he's super talented and, you know, we're both trying to, um, you know, achieve, you know, similar things and same with Corey and same with some of the guys that, you know, we've, we've, you and I have been out on a couple Sundays for runs and it's just fun. It's just more fun that way. You know, a lot of my good friends are, I've met through, through running and, uh, I try not to take it, you know, too, too seriously. I think it would just stress me out and, 
make me anxious and I don't know if I would respond well to that. So I think for me, it's just, if you're not, if you're not enjoying it, obviously I don't think it's something that you can do running really hard. I think you, everyone who, who does distance running at a high level or, you know, any level who, you know, works really hard at it understands that there's going to be some pain that, that comes, you kind of have to come to grips with it. So having guys to work with and, you know, collaborate with, like you said, it just makes it a little bit more enjoyable. I think if you're just, hitting the pavement, hitting the trails, hitting the track by yourself day after day after day. I think that just, it's just tiring and it'll just, you know, you get burned out. So, you know, meeting up with guys and working out and doing easy runs, I think it just breaks up the monotony of the sport. And again, it's, it's nice to sit down after a hard run. And, you know, I always say like, you know, one of the best feelings in the world is, you know, giving your teammate a fist bump after a hard workout or uh, after a long run or something like that. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that. I think, I think everyone needs it. I think the best, you look at the best people in the world, you know, they're all in groups. There's not many guys who are able to, to do it all on their own. I think you need a support network because it, like I said, it's hard and there's ups and downs. And so you need someone there to, you know, ha- help you tackle, tackle the sport. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Isaiah. Yeah. I mean, that guy is so, He's so, so talented and, uh, you know, super committed to the sport. One, one thing I think of is, you know, him coming to 1500 meter night last year in, in a shirt and tie because he, you know, briefly left a, a wedding so he, he he could try and run run a fast time there. You know, I, I think that the Western team is is made up of a lot of characters like that. And, you know, even, even though this is uh, this was your final year and, and you're kind of, you know, uh, leaving leaving that aspect of it, who, who are some of the other guys that, that we can watch for? Uh, you know, in in the next year. Yeah, so uh, hopefully I don't uh, forget anyone. Obviously, Isaiah Isaiah is, has a world of talent. We had our track banquet tonight, and uh, all the graduating athletes give a little a little speech, and I made sure to, you know, prod Isaiah, to, you know, to to chase. I think he, he's so talented. I look where he's at in his second year, and just where I was at, he. He seems like he, you know, he's he's a young guy. He doesn't. He's obviously a big guy, but he doesn't look like a super old guy. But the guy races like a, a vet, and I don't even think he understands how good of a racer he is. Um, we always talk about. It. I think it's just instinctive for him. So I think obviously he's the guy, and he's probably the most obvious case to keep an eye out in the future. I, like I think that guy's going to be a, a, a stud by his fifth year, and I think he's going to, you know, be challenging to make national teams from here until he decides to hang him up he's just got so much talent and I think there's still you know lots of room for him to grow and uh, I think he's going to be a a scary guy in in youth sports and in Canada the next you know five to ten years for sure Uh, we also have uh, Liam Donnelly who's uh, I think he was third at Canada Summer Games in the triathlon so he's a super talented guy Um, if he it's just kind of, you know, it's hard to be a full-time triathlete and, and run. And so I think he's got a, a lot of talent. Um, and if he just, you know, can kind of stay healthy after the long try season, I think he's a guy to watch out for. A couple of mid-D guys in first year, Sam Cumming, who's run, he ran 153 and twice in one day at Offsa last year for fourth. And hmm. uh, he's, he's a super talented guy. And there's lots of other guys on the team. There's a guy named... Uh, Greg Denyan and he was kicking my butt and Ben's butt and Isaiah's butt at the first week of our cross country season this year. And then 
you know, maybe burned out a little bit, but I think there's, there's a lot of talent. I, and I, I, I don't want to, I feel bad leaving guys out because my first year I, I didn't do anything. No one would have even have known I was on the team other than guys out in Western. So I think that's a, the beauty of running is that there is some sort of, there is like an unpredictability about it that, you know, if you, if you're willing to work hard and, and make some choices in the summer and during the season, I think you can, um, get a lot out of yourself more than what other people are maybe, uh, think, uh, think of you. You know, looking back at, uh, at your time at Western, I mean, there, there's some, some real highlights there. I mean, when, when, the the Western team, you know, came out of what seems, seems like nowhere to the, to the casual observer to become, you know, provincial champions, um, you know, to your individual titles, uh, you know, on the, on the national level, you know, what, what are the memories that, that really stick out to you the most, uh, you know, as your time as, as a purple pony? Yeah. Uh, obviously that OUA title, I think that's probably still to this day, the most special, uh, memory I have at, at Western, just because we, we knew the guys on the team, we knew what we were doing. We knew what we had there. And, and we were very, very confident in what we were going to be able to do. And we, we were saying all year, we're going to win OUAs. It's going to happen. And I think we were ranked fourth going in. So I don't know where this kind of like confidence came from, but I think you obviously need a little bit of that going into a meet like that. I think uh, there's a couple, you know, some teams were maybe a little uh, beat up and stuff, but it would have been a good battle regardless, even if teams are full strength. So that's obviously probably the highlight of um, – my career at Western, um, you know, growing up with a guy like Ben Carson, he and I are in the same uh, rookie class. And so getting to graduate and, you know, seeing all, all that he's accomplished is, has been special and being able to share uh, some good memories with him on the track and uh, in cross country has been great. But the, what I'm going to miss the most is just traveling with the team, you know, our, our first week, like training camp, things like that, just, away from, you know, the competition where it was just fun and you just enjoyed being, you know, friends and teammates and ultimately brothers with these guys. I think I'm going to really miss that. And um, I hope I can, you know, still be around the Western team and help out in some kind of way in the future. But yeah, I'm going to miss all the guys. I think that's it. Just the friendships you make. I think uh, my first year when I wasn't on the track team, that was what I missed the most is just seeing the guys every day and shooting the breeze and, you know, talking about what, what was going on in our lives. I think that's something that you take for granted until, uh, until it's gone. Okay. So you're, you're a long time Londoner. Um, you know, there, I look at the stats, there's a lot of Londoners who, who listen to this show. I want you to dish, where's the best place to go for, for a workout in London? Uh, you know, if, if you want to hit the paths or, you know, the roads, where, where do you got to go? Okay, so mine is, it's going to be a pretty low-key one. Um, I don't think many people are going to know it. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get too, too busy. And I don't work out there all that often, but it's my favorite loop in London. Uh, it's, uh, it's on Oxford Street West. It's just under the, the train track there. So it's just west of, um, what's that road, uh, Wonderland, and a little bit east of, uh, of Oak Ridge High School. And there's a, it's about 800-meter it's a uh, gravel and, and like kind of like wood chip. It's about 800 meters. And that's my favorite loop to, to work out on. I don't get to work out on it too often. Cause you know, the snow and when everything melts, it gets pretty ugly, but that's my favorite loop. I think to work out on in London, I don't think a lot of people know about it. 
so that would be my favorite. Then obviously, um, Springbank, that uh, 2.9 or 2.85 mile loop is is one I've done a lot of a lot of running on. I think that's that's pretty great. Canes Woods as well for an easy day. It's just kind of like a short one. Um, yeah, I think those would be my my three favorite places uh, in London to run. All right, so we we talked about what's what's happening this spring, but uh, you know, not, now that you're not in school, you know that's that's when a lot of things changes as far as people's uh, you know running trajectories and stuff. But I mean, like obviously, people have have a lot of questions, especially with that that seven fifty six and, and those fast times. You know, what what is the long term plans? You know, what are the long term goals uh, for you going forward? Uh, yeah, so. Um couple guys are i think going to be joining london western here in london and so i'll have uh so there's some exciting news coming around the club uh, i don't know how official everything is and i don't want to be the one who i'll let those guys kind of say and i think it's going to come out soon so i'm going to seem like uh it's going to seem silly when this is released because maybe people already know and i just don't know hmm. um but yeah um a couple the basically i'm gonna you know work part-time uh have a part-time job right now and, and just kind of prioritize running and just see what I can get out of it. Uh, ultimately, uh, it's obviously something I really, really love doing and it's something I'll do for, for a long time. But I think, you know, I'm not in any rush to grow up. So I think that's the goal make a couple national teams, hopefully something I'd, I'd really like to do and I'd be appreciative of any opportunity. What I can get out of running and trying to make some teams and, uh, yeah, just keep training hard and, and just, you know, just really loving it. Oh man. Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know a lot of other people are as well. You, you got a lot of fans out there and, and a lot of people who are following along and man, it's always good to, good to hear from you. And it's always good to have you on the show as well too. And, uh, I, I think I, I know where you're going with the, with these announcements, but yeah, we, we will wait, uh, till they come out and, and no doubt we'll, we'll talk about them on here, but, uh, yeah, man, really appreciate you being on this weekend. Uh, Hey, congratulations on those national titles, man. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good feeling. It's a, it's uh believe me, it's a great feeling. Thanks for having me. I love, uh, love coming on the, uh, on the podcast. I love listening to it as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. If you want to find us online, you can do so on social media at the Terminal Mile. We're on both Twitter and Instagram with that handle. We also have a Facebook page now as well, too. So be sure to check that out. Give us a like. If you want to listen to us online, which of course we are a podcast, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much wherever podcasts are had, and tracky.ca. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Yeah.